Hi, welcome to Stop, Start, Continue, a reconciliation of the pharmacy industry sponsored by the Medical Memory. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to providing you with quick thoughts from leaders across pharmacy to improve outcomes for patients. Uh, make sure you follow us on LinkedIn and listen to Stop, Start, Continue wherever you get your podcast uh, right now. In each episode, we're going to talk with top pharmacy thinkers and delve into what they feel needs to stop, what needs to start happening, and what needs to continue as to be best practices from their point of view. Uh, you'll hear from industry leaders from all practice sites, from retail to health systems, FQHCs to specialty pharmacy, noted regulatory experts, and patient safety advocates. We'll get their thoughts on what is driving pharmacy forward and what is holding us back from even greater heights. Uh, my name is John McMillan. For the past 20 years, I've been supporting pharmacy practice uh, for inpatient remote retail specialty pharmacies across different practice settings, health systems, FQHCs, retail independence, and specialty pharmacies. My co-host is Julie from The Medical Memory. It's a video education program that elevates the patient experience, increases uh, medication adherence, and drives better patient outcomes. Right. All right, here we go. Hi, joining us today on Stop, Start, Continue is Megan Reed, who's the Program Director of Pharmacy and PCAB at ACHC. Uh, Megan, you know, well, let's talk about, you know, your focus, one of your focus areas is on compounding pharmacy. So what's, what's something we should stop doing in that world? I think as far as, I think it's more of the perception of people outside of compounding need to stop okay. unfairly judging compounders, mm -hmm. um, especially I would say during the pandemic um, with specialty diseases, um, things that people need to be treated for, that mm -hmm. they this is like their last resort. They they found their answer in their treatments and compounding. Okay. Um, I feel like, especially when people are so used to big pharma, they're mm -hmm. not understanding, you know, how traditional compounding affects people every day. Um, you know, we've come a long way. I would say even since the updated USP chapters being revised and, um, you know, we've talked about before, you know, the whole New England compounding situation mm -hmm. that happened, right. Right. Um, you know, through different things, uh, FDA uh, accreditors such as ACHC um, and USP just trying to get everybody safe and on the same page. So I feel like we've come so far. I mean, right. we're 12 years from that situation. Um, and I think just as a community in general, we have worked so hard to maintain standards and safety right. and have rooted out a lot of the bad actors in the space. Great. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, in, you know, and in, in a lot of times this is the, the most effective way and maybe sometimes the only source for some of these, you know, medications as we move forward. So, you know, we're, we'll you know, kind of stop looking down at them, but what's something we should start doing in compounding pharmacy that would kind of help push, you know, patient safety forward? Um, I think we need to start raising the bar. Uh, we've okay. had numerous discussions about how through accreditation, um, I feel like is a way to show that these pharmacies, especially in PCAB, being PCAB accredited, um, you know, there's only one state, Michigan, that requires that right now um, in order okay. for people to get their sterile compounding license. But other than that, it's voluntary and it's how people have shown um, compliance. People have shown that they're a step ahead of their competitors in the business. 
I feel like it really has, you know, it's the gold seal, you know, it's the gold seal as far as, um, you know, getting that A plus when you walk into it, into a door and you see that, that symbol, then you can rest assured that they've been, they've been through the ringer, <laughs> you know, like, and not <laughs> sure, in a bad yeah, way, like, <laughs> but you know, that, that they have gone above and beyond what they really have to do. And so I okay. feel like it shows that these are a set of standards that we follow besides all of the other regulatory bodies that we have to deal with. We've decided to take it a step further by right. becoming accredited. So streamlining our processes, being in compliance with the USP chapters, because mm -hmm. that's a big part of our accreditation standards is they have to comply with USP. So um, I will say for us, you know, it's an educate, educational and collaborative experience. So right. I think that really does help folks as far as it's not, we're not in the, you know, gotcha game. We're not trying to like penalize anybody we're really trying to help people do the right thing and get everybody on the same page. Yeah. And I, th I think that that's so important, right? Because it's, it's not about gotcha. It's, it's about how do we move the best practices into as many mm -hmm. pharmacies as possible, as quickly as possible. And mm -hmm. you mentioned that with the USP standards going out there and, and, you know, it's interesting with other pharmacies and other practice areas, you know, accreditation is just kind of, you know, expected especially in right it's it's kind of part of the payer package right like right. for us to get paid or for us to get licensed right in that state to do those different things especially in the fusion and specialty space for sure right. absolutely absolutely so i i, I think y'all are doing a good job of uh, pushing this forward and hopefully that will just become you know the, the the standard if you will you know as we move forward for sure so you know we want to you know kind of stop looking down you know at, at the compounding pharmacies you know start raising that bar even further what's something that we're doing right now that you think is awesome and we need to continue doing that to to increase patient safety and patient outcomes i think the best thing that i've seen um in this goes to different organizations that have come together with compounders as people mm -hmm. in the community just leaning on each other um, okay. and kind of raising each other up and sharing, you know, we've seen the different, um, you know, Medisca, PCCA, Fagron, um, I would even say, you know, APC is a huge um, compounding uh, advocacy organization. I think we need to continue to lift each other up and keep holding each other accountable, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like if you see somebody doing something, if they're your colleague, go talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. Or if, sure. you, if you, you know, have seen success in certain areas or if, you know, these chapters are so um, open to interpretation, especially with the USP. So we've, <laughs> sure. been, hearing, we've been hearing a lot of, well, from USP themselves, like, well, we're not a regulatory body. It's up to the accreditation <laughs> organizations and right. FDA, DEA, whoever. Um, so I think it's really going to be a lot, especially in the next, I would say, two years, um, especially with boards of pharmacy. There's a lot of them that are implementing the changes right. for like a year and a half to two years. Okay. So they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, and not in a bad way. I think it, right. it's uh, the chapter's tough. You yeah. know, 795, 797, if you're now doing hazardous, that's required. Mm -hmm. 
in a lot of places. So it's just wrapping our arms around all of this information and just kind of just, I feel like if we continue to lift each other up and lift up the industry, I think it'll, everybody will take care of each other. It'll take care of itself as far as us being where we need to be. Right. And, well, and you know, go ahead. I was going to say it, and it, it, it is so wide open and, and there's just like, here's some guidelines, right? Yeah. So, you know, but I, and I feel like the, the pharmacy world is so small right that everybody knows everybody and let's all figure out what those mm -hmm. best practices are right for sure and implement them yeah so i think so especially you know in education i think there'll be a wide open space for that so mm -hmm. i feel like as long as we're continuing to show um especially from our surveyors and you know them going out to different pharmacies they're gonna try and educate everybody that they can on what they know right. And yep. so it's like if we can, they can then pass out the, the information to somebody else. I think that's super helpful. Right. And, and there's some great technology out there that, that can help with that, right? Oh, and for kind sure. of, you, know, you know, whether it's within the pharmacy, you know, talking with patients, you know, obviously Medical Memory has got a great app that, that can mm -hmm. help with patient education. But I feel like you have to, and even, even some applicability, I think, within the pharmacy of, hey, here's how we... Here's how we interact. Here's here's how we interpret the 795, 797 regs or, or standards, you know, so let's move forward together. Well, great. Anything else you'd like to, to share with the audience today, Megan? Well, I was just going to add on to like what you had just said with all the requirements for training and competencies mm -hmm. now. I mean, we're not going to be able to be showing that over and over and over again. So as you said, using video, you know, mm -hmm. um, such as medical memory is you know, you said, I think will be very helpful for folks. Right. I also think, you know, there's so many um, just different things out there for folks, but right. I feel like we are in a, you know, video digital age <laughs> now. Sure. So yeah, absolutely. Um, especially <laughs> with the different ways that people learn, I think it'll be helpful. Yeah. And, and you all have ACHCU does such a good job of educating folks too. that, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many good resources and I anticipate that just expanding more and more as we, as we narrow in some of these standards into a best practice, you know, so obviously people need to be checking out ACHCU. Thank um, you. And, yeah. We have a ton of, um, we'll have more workshops and things coming great. out um, in the coming months and, um, we also have a compounding manual. We have, you know, different things mm -hmm. coming out. So if people are like, I don't want to write all these SOPs. <laughs> <laughs> we have them in our other, our educational arm, which is great. separate from the accreditation. Fantastic. Well, great. Well, we appreciate you joining us today, Megan. I know, you know, your, your thoughts, you know, carry, carry a lot of weight around and, and we're really looking forward to what the future for compounding pharmacy brings. So thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, John. Of course.